0: I'm just going to say that, like, every time I don't get one of these wink, wink, nudge, nudges, just remember that I knew that Rosemary was a fucking bitch. (laughs) I called that shit early as hell.
1: Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from Inside the Walls. This is episode 38, Ship of Destiny, chapters 20 through 24. And I'm Rachel, a
2: rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a new reader.
3: I'm Eli, and I'm a new reader.
0: And I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. And normally Elena comes before me, but she had to pass this week.
1: Yes, Elena is not with us, but she will be back. So before we get started, I do want to remind everyone that we have some content warnings. Uh, chapter twenty-two: there is mention of rape of a child and threat of rape to a point-of-view character. Chapter twenty-three also contains assault, trauma, and threat
0: of rape to a point-of-view character.
4: A lovely, yes. yeah.
0: Just back to the norm after Still last. Still gets break.
4: worse. It's yeah.
0: <laughs> Just yeah. Foot on the gas. <laughs> Put on the gas yeah
1: um i have no i know last week we had fun in the spoiler section reading all of our uh listener mail so (laughs) send us more of that uh we record on the same day that the last episode goes up and i believe in the last episode we asked everyone for tentaglia songs how many people well, it's only been up for a few hours. So oh. Not many. Well, I mean, I'd expect not. at
2: least like a dozen by now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if you want to send us a Tintaglia song, it's not too late. Please
2: do. They
3: all sound like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what they sound like. It's just coughing.
2: <laughs> it's like alarming coughing. It's not normal. <laughs>
1: Sounds like the wind in a storm. All right, so let us uh, start this out. Chapter 20?
2: That's the one. It's called Prisoners. I wonder what happens in this chapter. We'll never know. Uh, No, that's it. (laughs) I'm going to read it. So it's the day that Tentaglia is going to set off with rain, so Johnny has to make sure her baby is swaddled. But if I put on any more layers of clothing, Rain says, I'm going (laughs) to out of her claws like a hot dog casing. (laughs) (laughs) As they're about to embark on the search for Malta, Selden gives Rain a bag of honey drops that belonged to Malta to keep him going in the cold. Selden calls Rain lumpy and then flirts with Tintaglia about her blinding him and they both like it. Rain and Tentaglia take off in this breathless scene, literally, where he can see the sea, a carpet of blue below, and Tentaglia says mightily, so uh, where are we going? And Rain says, oh, I thought you knew. And she's like, oh, no, I thought you knew. And that's the end of the book. (laughs) 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 What did y'all think?
0: (laughs) Great. Riveting.
2: Yeah, it was a good conclusion. But now he connects with the sleeping Malta through the dragon, of course. In order to waste as much time as possible, he becomes the hand she is sleeping on with her face in order to also touch her face. It makes me (laughs) sick. He asks where she is and manages to get it out of her that she's on a Chalcedan ship, so that should narrow it down for him, before she wakes up, severing the connection, saying, Jamalia bound. We learn that Malta had been given the captain's blessing to search the hold for fancy decorations and that she's made quite the little homey cabin for her in the satrap. At one point, she saw her face in a mirror and that was awful, but not as awful as taking Keki's spot on the floor, accepting Costco's lamest food deals while he dined with the captain. He nudges her with his foot twice in this chapter and I hope he loses that foot. (laughs) When Malta gets dressed to go get hot mush breakfast for the two of them, a commotion breaks out. Uh Uh-oh, they're being followed by two ships. Thriving under pressure, Malta makes a break for it down into the crew's quarters where she grabs some sailor clothes to bring back to the satrap so they can disguise themselves and his obvious wealth. The satrap is like, hell no, what would Tyra think? (laughs) 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 And Malta dresses him in his regular fashions from Jamalia as above decks they are being boarded. Meanwhile, Tentaglia and Rain aren't the smartest honey drops in the bunch. <laughs> Ooh, they argue and agree to keep their word to one another, hers to find Malta however impossible, and his to find Swamp City and unearth more dragon mud babies. Malta and Cosgo can hear the battle happening on the deck above them, and he's really aching to destroy himself. Quote, when they look me in the face, they will cower in shame, which is also what I say when I go outside. (laughs) 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 He starts to climb the ladder when they are discovered by, yep, a pirate. And they are brought up to see how hard these pirates wrecked the Chalcedan crew. The satrap starts yelling. The pirate captain shows up, does not believe who Cosgo is, and even starts winking at Malta like she knows it's all a big fib as he plays along. (laughs) <laughs> but then she vouches for Cosgo, and the pirate captain's sword tip goes from the satrap's jacket to, of course, her bodice laces, and they start to reenact the Mask of Zorro. And something even better happens. Malta calls the captain stupid because he'd be an idiot not to ask for the satraps ransom by keeping them alive. And then the captain refers to himself as Captain Stupid. (laughs) I love it. And then he cuts the laces of her dress to let all of us know he's a real pirate and away they go to Divi (laughs) Town.
1: You keep getting all these romantic chapters.
0: Right? All this touching. Ugh.
2: It's too much, but I like the pirate stuff.
0: <laughs> the pirate, I like this pirate a lot, and even, I don't know, I just feel like he's he's a nice relief from the huge.
1: Yeah, and he's also, like, more described than most of the pirates. Like, we know what mm-hmm. color his hair is, and, like, his style. That's because it's or literally his Captain name.
2: Red. That's right. <laughs> what else do you call a redhead person? Red. Red. Does that
1: mean Red Cairn was a redhead?
0: No, no he uh, was a roid. Actually. Rod.
3: Rod.
1: rod. That's just other words for red. Well. <laughs> Maybe
2: we should ask that of our listeners. How do you pronounce that name? I know he's rod. a rod now, Do but... it by a song. <laughs> I mean, this is the first
1: time that we've been on a ship with Malta where she isn't, like, scurrying around trying not to get raped. So that's cool. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, right? Wait a couple chapters.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was like fun pirate
0: stuff. Yeah. It was. I, I, yeah, I thought it was like I like that he has a sense of humor. I don't know why more pirates can't have a sense of humor but I'm glad that he's embraced it. I think it's all the hard tack and <laughs> yeah, you know, like B.O. Well, that, we, we come to find out that they're from the theater, so that has yes, a lot to yeah. do with it.
1: Theatre pirates—the
2: <laughs> only kind,
1: <laughs> than your, your average scummy pirate. They have a little panache. They've come up with characters for themselves. They're just a yeah. lively
4: dinner conversation.
1: Yeah, it's really just a big LARP. I—I <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about you guys, but I think. Way too much about how uncomfortable it must be to get held by the dragon and flown around, right? I don't fashion understand. him a little basket
0: or something for her to I hold. I focus
1: so much on like I'm like, oh, okay, so he's probably like face down, which
0: means like his knees are like not able to relax. I envision right? him dangling like straight up and down, like okay, he's just, and like maybe they kick back a little bit from the breeze, but like he's, I just envision him being like completely vertical.
1: It's like when you when you get into the roller coaster and you're like not comfortable,
0: you know. <laughs> Problem one: you're on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'd but rather like, be
4: on a roller coaster than being held by my ribs by a dragon but, claws. But no, but that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. You, like,
0: pull the well, feet down, and rule. you're like, oh, I don't no, go it's on, on dangly feet. Oh, sorry, I don't go on dangly feet roller coasters. Oh, I neither have to do sit I. inside of a box. Yeah, I do. So. Those are my. Which is why they should have built
4: him a little basket for her to swing around, right? Of
0: if but she refuses like to let him burst. ride on her back,
4: he should get a basket.
2: I mean, they're over the ocean, they, he should be water skiing with it attached to the dragon. <laughs> yeah. He should just be, like, strapped to her
0: belly. I don't know. Well, just it, it goes back
3: to the, like, previously, I guess, the beginning of this chapter or earlier chapters. He was just putting on as much clothing as he could. And at some point he was like, well, if I put on any more clothing, I'll just fall out. Of the, <laughs> the clothing, <Shoop.
0: laughs> yeah, little hot dog. Um, but so also, like, 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 wouldn't her hand get tired of holding him all of that time? It's like sh- she's gonna. I mean, I know she has a claw already, but she's gonna have like a little like crippled claw, <laughs> of it, like being. Well, that's what I mean. She's fashion.
1: like, she probably like has this like, has these moments where she like holds him with one claw instead of both to like wring out
4: the hands. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it like, always uh... one claw. <laughs> just tosses him back and forth to rest the other A little mm-hmm. free free falling moment in between just, just to line like things up snags dro-
2: the, drop the him for of a minute
3: pants. dive down and catch
2: him <laughs> <laughs> at what point is she like I'm just want, I'm gonna hold you in my mouth <laughs> 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 I just coughed a little and swallowed you and that's the end of rain <laughs> poor oh. rain just think about the... uh, He would have
3: died in 40 years anyway. Who cares?
2: <laughs> good rain, wild blood. It's
1: hardy. <laughs> but think about it. Would you stand in line for Tintaglia, the roller coaster? Ride? No.
0: Yes. Well, no. And break think of the song
1: world. that they would play while you were waiting in line
0: would it be like i can't wait to go to
2: disney world <laughs> with you all when the world is not like it is now i want to go to disney so bad
3: i'm down good i yeah. love disney i'm
1: Chilly. ready i'm gonna print out star wars money i'm coming up with a backstory <laughs> I'm so excited. Rachel's going to get, the we're,
3: we're going to take Rachel to the Star Wars land. She's going to disappear within 15 minutes and we will never see her again. We'll
2: never see her but again. Yeah, we'll have to never leave without her.
0: I'll have to call her mom. That'll be great. <laughs> What's her mom going to do? She'll also disappear into Disney. <laughs> <about her. laughs> oh, it's plane. Sorry. Mm.
3: Oh. Wow. Or it's Natalia. Natalia. <laughs>
4: Did you praise oh, it right. as yeah. over? Did you
1: tell it how shiny it was? How fast it was flying? Please blind me. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm telling you, I don't think what's happening to Selden is healthy and good. No.
3: It's not
0: either no. of
2: those. Well, anyway. <laughs> 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 what's next?
1: All right, well I can get I can get my chapter over with cuz it'll take an hour. <laughs> All right. So I have chapter 21. It's called Paragon of the Ludlucks and it is 40 pages long.
0: Ooh. Unacceptable. It's okay, Robin. my chapter is super <laughs> Unacceptable. short. Unacceptable.
1: <laughs> so, I have done my best and may have skipped over some of the traumatic parts to ease the job. So, the chapter begins with Althea up in the crow's nest, sighting for Vivacia. She knows her by the silhouette of her sails against the sky. Captain Brashantrell unfurls the white flag and hopes Kenneth feels like talking. Over on Vivacia's decks, Kenneth is straight shitting his pantaloons because he's staring at Paragon's fucked up face getting closer <laughs> as they sail in. Kenneth's charm is gleefully poking very old wounds and Kennet is trying to seem chill. He can't let his crew know his history with Paragon and decides immediately, I will not be lulled by their actions. If this is perfidy, the ship goes to the bottom with all hands. Continuing his major panic attack, Kennet notices that Edda and Wintrow are on deck talking to Bolt Vivacia. Wintrow is still trying to get Vivacia to emerge. So Kennet refers to Etta as a stupid whore in his mind because she notices that he seems a little unwell. Etta reminds Kennet that he promised Wintrow Althea would not be harmed. Quote, they have hoisted truce flags. I suppose I could, I suppose it could be a deception, but you will try to keep your promise, says Wintro, like a completely snowed little minion. Wintro is a problem. Kenneth can't very well sink Paragon with Althea aboard, so he orders Etta to take Wintro below and distract him with her wiles if need be. Edda is offended, Wintrow doesn't go for it, so Kennet orders them both to take a scuttleboat over to the Marietta to tell Sorcor to stay a distance away. It doesn't matter, it's a fake order. Once gone, Kennet <laughs> speaks to Bolt, who is annoyed that Wintrow keeps trying to drudge up Vivacia. but Kennet has bigger problems. He asks if the serpents could sink the ship. Would you like us to try? Says Bolt. Bolt uses this moment to test Kennet's loyalty, and Kennet tells her whatever he thinks she needs to hear in order to get the serpents to attack. Bolt agrees but names her elusive price, that Kennet is to use all his resources to gather and shepherd serpents as they go to their cocooning grounds. She names him Kennet Ludluck, and the captain realizes that he's been betrayed by his charm, who says, I too was once a dragon. The bargain is made. There floats a piece of myself I could do without, says Kennet when asked why. Bolt sees that eliminating this connection would bind Kennet to her more and agrees argues with the serpents for a time. The charm translates that the serpents are questioning why they should destroy the ship without eating it for its memories, but eventually the serpents head on over to Paragon. Meanwhile, Brashen has put Althea, Jack, and some other crewmen in a rowboat and sent them out towards Vivatia to converse with Kennet. It's a huge risk, but they don't want Kennet on board, and Paragon is very angry, according to Amber, who is on Paragon guide duty. Amber says some prophet stuff like, look around you, we are on the cusp. The future of the world will shift course by a notch one way or another. And Althea responds with, Amber, you're frightening me. And Amber replies, am I? Then you grow wise. Super great way to be sent out to your maybe doom to confront the <laughs> killer pirate that stole your family liveship and kidnapped your nephew. Althea is in the boat when the serpents go by and she can see that Vivacia is singing to them, which is creepy and weird. And Brashen (laughs) and the rest of the Paragon crew are distracted by the approaching Tangle and lose sight of Althea's little boat, which is still trying to make for Vivacia. The Tangle arrives to fight, but instead meets a chatty Paragon who disparages the Tangle for doing Kenneth's bidding. The Tangle is all, what? And then Moby Dick is like, yeah, Bolt is working with the humans. We are just sneaky muscle for hire. (laughs) And they are all ashamed. They argue a little, and it's kind of embarrassing, but eventually She Who Remembers and Moby Dick are able to yell them out of it. On Paragon's deck, the effects of the serpent on serpent scuffle are felt via poison mists that hit both Paragon and Amber and some other peeps. Brashen orders water to be sluiced over the the decks and crew to dilute it, but Amber is looking like Two-Face, and even Paragon (laughs) orders her below decks to wash and change her scalding clothes. Kennet sees that his serpent summons has failed and decides that he'll do this the hard way. He orders his very professional pirates to attack, and Brashin and crew never even have a chance. Brashin yields, and the survivors are stuck below decks. Kennet orders the rest of the crew off the ship once they're done spilling oil everywhere and confronts Paragon alone. But instead of an angry confrontation, it's sad, cathartic, empathetic, and really, really fucked up. Paragon is overcome with the love that he has for Kennet, and we learn the whole horrible history, what Ygrat did not only to Kennet, but to Paragon, how he lost his eyes, and the pact that Paragon made with Kennet to take it all to the bottom of the sea. He had clearly failed at that, but he tried so hard. So Kennet says that the only way for Paragon to keep his promise is to burn, and Paragon agrees. So he opens his seams and he lets the water in because he's serious. When Kennet returns to the Vivacia, he sees that Jack and Althea have been almost fished out of the water after capsizing because of serpent arguments. Kenneth is fine with leaving them to drown, but he sees Althea and mistakes her at first for Wintro, so they are hauled up. The charm warns Kennet that Bolt will not like Althea being on board, but Kennet doesn't care. This is a vesture woman with Wintro's face, so he orders <coughs> that Wintro and Edda be left on the Marietta
4: so fucking creepy and gross Uh, yeah uh,
1: (laughs) so this is like a key chapter I think at least in Kenneth's development because (sighs) we finally get like the unvarnished truth and we see him almost at his like weakest and most reactive you know like he's not making decisions from a place of power and strength he's making them out of fear
0: Mm-hmm. He's panicked.
3: He's yeah. barely holding it together at some point.
0: Yeah, and he's
1: completely scared that anyone around him at any moment will be able to tell. Do you Do you guys have thoughts about the serpent? The serpent, uh, growl? Uh,
0: you know, I'm glad that they put some thought into it and weren't just being sheep and were like, you know what? This seems a little fucked.
2: Um... <laughs> We're just being sheep. Paragon was like, "Wake up, sheep! All," and they were like, "Oh, <laughs> thanks. You're right."
3: I like that. Carry on is like doing shit. He's mm-hmm. like important. It's cool. When do we yeah. first see him? Can somebody remind me? He he was she, one when some, she
0: who remembers meets up with him and wraps him up, and then she like shares memories, and then he's like, "Fuck you! Why did I, you do that?" I feel or like we saw him before that. Yeah, we yeah, th- saw him uh, before
1: that, but he didn't have. He was like a you know a a mindless one. He was just really big.
3: Did he? Did he attack the the Reaper or whatever? Fuck uh,
0: is the Reaper? Oh, Gold. the boat, the slaughter <laughs> ship, the slaughter <laughs>
3: ship that Althea what? and uh, Brash and on before.
1: I don't think I feel I, like it,
0: I don't think so. I feel like
1: he attacked Ringsgold. Wasn't he part of the, was there he... was a big one that helped take him down. And I don't know if that one was a white one or if it was just big. Because he's supposed to be big.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I like that we've read these books now and we still don't know. It's well, good. I mean, how these serpents, they all mush together. Who's the he... bigger boy?
3: He's Malkin
0: he's... He's... or Moby
4: Dick? movie dick Dick i think yeah i think he's tiny i think because he keeps
0: like yeah he's just a dainty little one
3: it's the blue the blue one's big i don't remember his name anymore
1: i thought i thought was blue no 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 no. no, we're stuck on this conversation
0: again
3: big blue (laughs) 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 whatever it doesn't matter size Could a a listener please
0: make us a serpent chart? Is there, (laughs) I would like them (laughs) categorized by size, but then have their colors on them and their names next to them. Okay, thank you.
2: And something they like that begins with the first letter of their first name.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Something they're bringing on the journey to the Cocooning grounds.
2: Yes.
1: What we think their job was before they were a serpent.
0: <laughs> their job like tiller was a minstrel yeah, minstrel yeah carpenter uh
1: you know or
2: fishmongers
1: now i just <laughs> like that they think of themselves as this like very elevated you know like race of beings who, you know, like the Lords of the sky, the three realms, whatever. And then they, they get ordered around by a talking boat. And if they have one disagreement, they all just start like slapping you together in like a big tangled fight.
2: You know what that reminds me of? Human beings. That must be nothing. <laughs> that thought, I, I don't know. I don't know about that.
1: Exactly. They're oh, no better than people. They're just, they can fly and they have acid spit
2: (laughs) speak for yourself
0: my breath gets funky (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't i brush my teeth incessantly and i floss twice a day i have great breath
2: (laughs) damn (laughs)
1: um yeah so i'm just gonna leave that all of that trauma stuff i'm just gonna leave it there
0: yeah sounds good it wasn't anything surprising. I feel like they were just saying out loud things that we already knew.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: Although the scene of of Paragon
0: losing his eyes is pretty. That was really sad. Yeah. Just really fucked up that he'd you know sent others to do it or thought about sending others to do it. Knew that they would just die. But yeah.
1: Yeah. So you have this like very sad, self-sacrificing Paragon with. This little boy in his hands as he chops away at his face yeah but that goes back to this brashan being really upset like scared for amber because amber also stands in paragon's hands
5: Hmm.
1: wonder if amber is uh, safe
0: i don't know i mean get into this next chapter and i would say maybe not <laughs> So I looked up White Serpent
4: in in the books, and it's in the first book, and it's uh, following Vivacia, and Kyle is not a fan. Mm,
3: okay. Oh, it's the one that attacks Vivacia. Okay, mm-hmm. not the Reaper. Okay.
1: So he's been around since Zebagining
3: I guess they they, they, sh- they got to Jamalia. They shot yeah. him a bunch or something, and he retreated. He went away. I mean, obviously he didn't destroy the ship or anything.
0: Right. Or did he? And it's just the ghost of a ghost ship. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) All right. So Paragon
1: is on fire and the crew is locked below decks. What happens in the next chapter?
0: Chapter 22, family reunion. So... Oh gosh, let's see. The chapter opens with Wintrow and the Marietta wondering what the hell just happened. He seems to be confused about what he witnessed from afar and he wants answers. Etta is hella annoyed with him and lures him down to her room for some tea that quite frankly sounded really delicious while I was reading this. But basically, the two of them go back and forth about Wintro's loyalty to Kenneth and why he seems to have his doubts about him. Wintro says, there is something missing in Kenneth. I feel it, but I cannot name it. To which Etta rebuts, perhaps what is missing is not from him, but from you. Perhaps you lose faith whenever Saw's path for you carries you where you do not wish to go. Zing! But also, this kind, this kid is just like, he's totally mentally and emotionally manipulated All of the time. And it's no wonder he's confused and can't figure out what the fuck he thinks. So she says they should trust uh, Kenneth and move on. Basically, we listen to them go back and forth with one another. When really, personally, I was just waiting for them to bone. But then Etta kills the mood by saying that she's prego, which is super lame, but she's pretty excited. And (laughs) she went to the drugstore and bought a highly scientific and reliable pregnancy test called Stab Yourself and Watch the Pendulum, and she got a smiley face. (laughs) So she's definitely knocked up. Um, (laughs) Intro advises that she save the news for when Kenneth is in the right mood, so good luck. Uh, Back over on the Paragon, things are not great. The paragon is ready and willing to die and intends to take everyone in his hull down with him. Amber is crying because her work is not yet done. And he's like, please just like go into the cold water and freeze to death like the people in the Titanic. But Amber (laughs) has uh, someone on her side, Moby Dick. So he stuck around when all the other serpents left and is literally just being that annoying person that keeps poking you going like, hey, hey, you stop dying. Stop it. Hey, hey. Paragon says he (laughs) made a promise to his Bay Kennet and so death it shall be. But then Moby D tells him that Vivacia wants him dead. And then Paragon starts to second guess things. Is Kennet thinking of his own volition or is this all because the ship wants him dead? Who is this hussy trying to take his man? All of a sudden some other voices pipe up, but Cliffhanger, we're going to pop over to Althea real quick. (laughs) <laughs> Althea wakes up in Wintra's kind of gaudy room aboard the Vivatia. She's kind of impressed with his books that he has. Which, ooh. Uh, she's in a nightgown and is still kind of soggy. She tries to do some hand talking to Vivatia, but she's not having it and blasts her with some negative vibes to the floor. What a B. But as soon as Althea tries, um, tries again to do her hand talking, Kenneth pops up with some tea and he tells her to stop because Vivatia is indeed a bitch now and she's going to just get hurt. He says, hey, I saved you. P.S. It was me that changed your clothes and saw you naked. You should totally just trust me because, Avi, I am a very nice guy. And Althea's like, yeah, you know, I think you are. Give me that drug tea. Mmm, drug tea is great. I feel so safe. And then when you know it, she passes out. So then Kenneth, very creepily, is like, oh, I should rape this girl because she looks like Wintro and no one will ever know. But thank God that fucking charm bracelet has some morals and forbids him because dragons do not... Rape, which is good for dragons. Awesome. Gold star. Uh, <laughs> we also get the official confirmation that Kennet was indeed molested by Ygr, but we knew all of that already. This was just the first time it was said out loud. So Kennet is left to think of what lies he'll spin up about today's events. Back at the Paragon, we learn that Amber has used some magic, her magic hands to uh, summon the two dragons that live inside of Paragon. She still wants to live, and he still tells her to just shut up and go along with death. Paragon tells Amber that he is a bloodluck and that he promised to kill himself in order to keep Kenneth's secrets. Both she and the two dragons are like, What the fuck? That's dumb and it makes no sense. So the dragons tell Paragon to stop being a turd and act like a dragon, and Amber begs them to let her live, and they kind of laugh at her, but then tell her, Okay, you can live, just stop being a dumbass two legged bug. And which same, because like Jesus Christ, <laughs> this took so fucking long for this hatch in the captain's room to come up. It's like way back. I
1: told you it would come
0: back. Way back. Fucking back. As soon as they, they got taken over and they're like, everybody go down the hole. I'm like, they're not going to be down there very long because there's that trap door and every, everybody knows because they were so up in arms about the trap door but then they, Amber seemed to fucking forgot about it. So she finally deems herself worthy to live by finally figuring out that the room has the trap door and then she says that She will save herself and Paragon, but only if the dragons will preserve Paragon's, like, spirit or soul or whatever the fuck he is. So they agree. Um, Clef gets the message from Amber to Brashen about the trapdoor, and so they all get saved. And Clef turns out to be a total weirdo that can hear the dragons and dreams about them, which (laughs) didn't see that one coming. They got me. (laughs) Um, back on the vivacia, Kennet is really, really, really pissed when Wintro and Etta show up or without his, you know, r- permission, I guess. Um, he tells Winda- Wintro that Althea is there, but she's not to be disturbed while she's roofied. And then Etta is kind of put out that Kenneth doesn't actually want them there. And he spins some lies about what happened that day, chastises Wintro for his lack of trust, and decides that Etta is definitely getting off at Divi Town and maybe Wintra needs to get the boot too. And that's that. I hate Kenneth. <sighs> Kenneth, sucks. it's, it's so two bad.
1: dragons. Two, two dragons. Dragons. dragons.
0: Hey. The
3: greater and the lesser.
1: The greater and the
3: lesser dragon. Which one are yeah,
0: you? And I'm like, what makes them greater and lesser? Like, who has more? There's wood more in the of ship? one. Yes, yes, there's more
1: of one than the other. Yeah.
0: Or it's like a greater bird and a lesser bird. I started to get excited about like maybe there was a hierarchy of dragons, but no.
2: Dragon society ratios. Yep. Children are more susceptible.
1: I one hundred percent think children are more susceptible, (laughs) but I think children should be kept away from dragons. Yeah, because we've now Uh seen it with Rain,
0: Malta, Selden and Clef. Like clearly they prey upon young children.
1: You know how, like, Burritch was like, no, you're not going to talk to these animals. Same. Do not talk to the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> <Do not."
2: laughs> it reminds me of how fairies always want children. Like, dragons might be the same way.
1: It's because, you know, I their brains children. are not developed. They don't have walls yet. They don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I just know. was so angry reading all of this because... Amber wasn't thinking about the door in the bathroom <laughs> room and it's like kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally 900 years later,
1: I mean, yes, but she was kind of panicking and also talking to two dragons.
0: So. If I was panicking about being trapped inside of somewhere, I would think where are all the exits and then I would think like, yeah, that exit that everybody was <laughs> so pissed at me
3: about. The only exit that I made personally.
0: Right? <laughs> like, how do you fucking forget that?
1: Always note your exits and be- please be aware that they may be behind you.
3: Yes.
4: <laughs> please leave the boat and move far away.
3: <laughs> On the water. Open Never leave the Are you capable of assisting other people with the suburgency exit?
2: <laughs> Absolutely not. You guys, not
1: you know, it's not just Amber's fault because no one else remembered either. And they
4: were more mad about.
0: I'm mad at was. everybody. I, anybody who knew that that door existed, which was Brash and Althea and Amber, like I'm mad at all of them. Even though Althea wasn't even there, I'm mad at her. <laughs> Are you mad at Jack too? Because I think Jack. If
3: Jack knew, yeah, I'm fucking pissed. Jack is busy keeping Althea from drowning. Still pissed at her. She
0: got roofied, but you
1: know, whatever. But see, I, I have a confession to make. I have some favorite dragons, and they are the lesser and the greater. Because when faced with joint existence with Paragon, they were like, yeah, that's fine. That's a normal
0: arrangement. Yeah, well, clearly the one that's on Vivacia is just like greedy as all hell.
3: Yes. She's particularly bad.
0: Bolt well, sucks. She's a bee.
4: So does her name. Everything about her. The greater and the lesser look. is fuller than Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. <A>. Draqueus.
1: <laughs> Draqueus, we should have had Dracuus. We They should have ate Vivacia. Yeah. <laughs> no it brings no fucking kidding. <laughs>
3: Dracquius. Dracquius
1: would have been so great. I
3: miss Forius. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Fave I guess it. I guess I'll just let you eat me.
4: <laughs> kind of love that self-sacrificing compilation of memories. It's so dramatic. I love it. <laughs> Aww.
1: I also like the fact that one of the reasons that Paragon doesn't ride so well in the water is because there's two different woods. Making it's like it's not it's physics. (laughs) Yeah, they use two different two different cocoons.
0: They messed him up so bad, John Reinwilders.
1: He never had a chance. No,
0: he didn't. Hey, but then he's also like I don't know.
3: Paragon, seal yourself up. uh I'm trying. I don't. I I, I've got. I mean, I did. I got. I I got one third of my wood. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the rest of me is on fire and that's just the way that is. That's not up to me. He's like I could do a barrel roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. Um I also want to shout out to Edda because I th- I think that she she's clearly bought into the myth of Kenneth and is giving giving Wintro kind of some bad advice, but she also clearly doesn't trust him and hauled ass back to the vivatia, like she needs to listen to that part of her. Yeah. I think a little bit more.
0: Very much so. Well, now yeah. now She's locked I mean, up with his kid.
3: Jesus. It's it was a previous uh, section that we were reading through but she was talking about you know like the man I used to love and she was talking about his flaws and yeah. you know she mm-hmm. she knows that he's not being 100 percent truthful with her but she accepts that
0: well and also all that book learning she's been doing is probably opening her eyes a little bit more yeah
1: i think at this point she still thinks that she can make him into
0: a better person
3: which is the always a bad fatal idea.
0: listen ladies it's never gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> it's really never gonna happen. don't go
2: down that path I want Etta to be on one of those library posters that just says "Read, Discover New Worlds," and she's just sitting, like squinting at the book. Like, saying, like Frodo
3: know. in the tree, just hanging out. And yeah, Arwen
2: thing. and and Rivendell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like, look, it's great. Reading is fundamental and and lets you expand your mind. But also, the more you read, the more unhappy you will be. (laughs) And
4: here we are on this podcast. Six books in, doing great.
1: Yep, yep, it's fine. You know what? This is a series that takes a lot out of you. And we are going to have some low points. And unfortunately, this is not
3: our lowest point. Next week
4: will be our lowest point. Yeah, I personally think
3: about. that everything needs contrast and you cannot just be happy all the time. You can't yeah you can't enjoy the good moments unless you're truly sad at some point.
4: So are you saying it's we have true. to be happy in our regular lives because this podcast isn't going to make us so
3: You've gotta you've gotta have some <laughs> truly, truly depressing moments in your life, or you cannot really enjoy the good things
1: yes wow. you don't enjoy that like Nailing that one that so. upswing you know <laughs> it <for> yeah <laughs> that upswing is it just means a lot more if it's a longer swing you know yeah, yeah. got to
3: enjoy the drop Gotta get <gasps> the, the base again.
1: That's back back to my back to my Robin Hobb, Realm of the Elderlings theme park idea. Where yes, the, <laughs> yes, we're gonna have the the, the big uh, you know Tintaglia the roller coaster. We'll have some smaller ones. Like we'll call it the Tangle. It'll be like one of those like dual roller coaster things. You know, you, the like,
0: dragons from Harry Potter. Just
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> <And> they're intertwined. <laughs> and then like there's like a there's like a mist that you have to go
4: through. Does it you scald know. your skin? Yes. yes, there will be. You that have to go to the, the you have to go
0: to the gift store to purchase like the special poncho to make it through the mist alive.
4: <laughs> <laughs> then they dump salt water on you when you get of chlorine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then there's a really fun one where you're in a boat that's on fire, and then it barrel rolls into the into the ocean, and then it barrel rolls back up.
2: I'm first in line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> These are all based on rides I was on at Dollywood. So.
0: There should also be one that's like skilling. That's kind of one of those roller coasters. It's like not a roller coaster. It's like the ones that they have at Universal where you're like in a car and it goes through all sorts of things, but it's not. Oh, okay. You know are all the yeah, like yeah. guidepost signage <laughs> on like the skill pillars? Yeah, yeah. Around the park, running away from forged ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the zombie run, but you know, forged ones. Yeah. You guys, when are we opening yeah. this theme park? Is there yeah. a stone dragon garden I think we just need for, a, like, some peaceful yes. moments? We're just, yeah, a, we're just a, a backseat
3: away. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: a billion dollars.
1: If you would like to invest in our theme park, please Venmo us money. Don't do that. But also, yeah. Please do
0: that. that I'll if, if
1: you like you can get
4: a, uh, a Malkin's Tangle mask on Redbubble, just saying. <laughs> Malkin and the Tangles mask
2: all proceeds go to the robin Hobb realm of the elderlings theme park that we will build
0: exactly <laughs> with, with our,
2: robin with robin our diy our
0: powers she's gonna be in on this this is big money bar. yeah
1: we will cut you in robin Hobb. we'll build Link you all Link. the trains you want it
0: should probably be in like the netherlands though because isn't that where we have the most listeners
5: I
2: think you have to get on a boat to get there. I think it should be in New Zealand where there's like
0: less. Yeah, I think it's France. France. Okay. Well, then we have then we have French Disney to go up against. So that's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not going to be hard.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to go vacation at French Disney and meet all our fans.
1: (laughs) <laughs> wait they don't have a star wars land at french disney fuck like, but they can have fuck a you france land,
4: so then it'll be better they don't have much at french disney we'll just build at french disney without them knowing how about that <laughs> oh perfect yeah
0: i'm sure they have a all problem. right you guys this is how bored <laughs> we are we're just gonna talk for 45 minutes about fucking theme park. It's more about the happen. dreams so. we have i'm uh, gonna, gonna start drawing up some maps Awesome!
1: There are so many. There's just so many things that you could turn into a ride.
4: Like,
0: yeah, you know, it's Harry Potter
4: great. was easy. What kind you of get, food like,
0: stands are we gonna have though? Like, what uh, food uh, are we? Carrot
4: uh, seed cakes, obviously. Kera-seed, yes,
2: um, yes. Honey drops,
0: <laughs>
1: honey drops.
2: Elfbart Elf Elf, yeah. tea, uh, Elfbart Elf. tea. Yeah, mm-hmm. like fifteen kinds of
0: tea. Yep. Uh, but can't wait for, for the Fitz Brandy. murder
3: spree ride.
0: Well, will <laughs> will Shane have a meth den where we can all do drugs? <laughs>
1: No, it's going to be like, uh, you know how they have those pop-up Harry Potter uh, bars where you, like, mix your own drinks? Yeah, and, yeah. Like, yeah you're going to mix your
4: own potions that, like, yep. might kill you. Yep. Or you'll might like, explode.
1: You'll, you'll go through a door <laughs> in the wall and you'll go up the stairs. Oh, I it's
0: a a, speakeasy. a little weasel. Wait, what was it's he? It's a speakeasy. It's what a weasel, weasel, yeah. Oh, yeah, He's he was a, a, a weasel. weasel. Okay, yeah.
2: Sucker like for a, a secret passage
1: yep yep mm -hmm. and then there's gonna be like night eyes like meat hut it's just lots of different meat porcupine
2: and then at the center of the maze there will be the tomb of walt disney
4: is there gonna be like a a person dressed as night eyes that just comes around and tells you like really common
0: sense advice (laughs) this is more it's really hard to
3: catch but it's so good cannot wait and then
0: We can have a VR room where you try to um, cut the jugular of... (laughs) Oh, can we have, like, a carnival (laughs) game where you have to pick the
4: porcupine skin? It'll be, like, instead of the Jedi
1: Academy, it's the Assassin Academy, and you just, like, enroll your child to learn how to just kill.
4: (laughs) Here's a knife.
3: Yeah, you you're just back. you just keep running, and you know the forged ones are chasing you. But don't worry about them; you're faster than them. They're malnourished, so you just and don't die. Die. Yeah, like, you, you just fine. you just roll it's up the old. poison in the bread, and then you drop it behind you, and you just keep walking. You know they can't keep up, so they'll just eat it and they'll die. And you know yep. it's cool.
1: Yep. And then instead of sorting hats, we can figure out what kind of animal to pair you with what kind of wit beast you'd have oh my awesome. god you'd make so much money
0: <laughs> you guys I'm so annoyed so listeners tell
4: platypus. us your a fundraising idea <laughs> for <Platypus>. our goal <laughs> what bitch ass animal did I get when I
0: took happen. that test god I just remember it being dumb
1: yeah. So, uh, was it a dog? It wasn't even a breed of dog. Mine was a dog. A dog. A, 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 dog. <laughs> I just said, a dog. Everyone else was getting breeds of dog, and I just got a dog
2: like this thing.
3: <laughs> this
5: one.
0: All right. What I got. So,
1: as meanwhile, Joey gets the black mamba snake.
0: <laughs> Whoa! Whoa!
2: I got Not a cool there. bird.
0: I got That's like all I a get. sea slug
2: was or something it stupid. It's like know, a remember. corvid a moose.
0: Moose? No, I didn't moose. get moose. Moose
2: would be cool. You could ride a moose. I, <laughs> I believe
3: that. it was a fox that I got, but I don't even, I don't, fuck, fuck them. Maybe, Whatever. was it a butterfly? <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. Well, we were all talking exactly. over Jenny, but Jenny told our listeners to write in about
4: our What rides
0: park. and things you would add to the theme park do it let yeah. us know genius ideas yeah. only we might cut you in
1: yeah this is our million dollar, million dollar idea you're welcome
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's ours
1: ride it the skill to,
3: uh... river
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's a easy <water> river. <laughs> river yes i love water rides <laughs> oh, it's just
2: whispering all around you <laughs>
4: You get caught every once in a while, but you Someone feel so to good. You, and you, never you, you go leave. down
0: the skill road, and that's where all the skill rides are. And one of them is the water. Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> We're so creative when somebody else writes everything for us.
4: Do you go Dude. into like the like the Elderling City, and you just hear whispers all around you there too? No, Lots you go breeze. into the
3: others' beach, and you pick up shit, and then they take away from you, so you don't get to take it. <laughs> <outside>. <laughs> You walk off the ride disappointed. <laughs> they give you all kinds of no, shit, just, and then they take it away. No, no,
1: you just put cool shit in the, in the sand, and anything people pick up, we charge their wristbands for. Ah,
0: yeah. yeah. There we go. We, gotta, we have to monetize. Do they have, have to free? Yeah, yeah you got Mara Jane's <laughs> lightsaber. That's
3: freaking awesome. That's $200. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs>
1: Oh, right. That's amazing. We need vacations so
3: bad. Oh, my God.
1: Eli, take us into chapter 23 before we do another 20 minutes on Realm of the Elderlings' (laughs) Land.
3: All right. Chapter 23, Lights. So, the body cop trio of big T and rain continues ever onward in search of Malta. It's a a grueling trek because the adolescent dragon is going through a growth spurt and must stop and rest every few miles to eat and rest. This is extra frustrating. One, because Tintaglia just got her learner's permit, is still learning to parallel park. But two, <laughs> because rain is hanging onto her landing gear. So, you know, it's you know, not working so well. Uh, they finally get landed onto one of the little jots of beach uh, in the pirate isles. And T is pissed that it looks uh, so long because they uh, they scared off all the local walruses. The young dragon then sulks off to the local cabana to see if her fake ID will work. (laughs) As we saw with Althea, these uh, sea bullocks, so they call them, are just begging to be hunted. Almost immediately they return, and they don't give a shit about Rain being there. Um, Rain quickly cuts a few spears and then picks out a nice fat old walrus to murder. (laughs) He goes in for the kill, but blunders it and gets attacked by both his prey and uh, another one. Uh, The the first cow bleeds to death, but the second one grabs his cloak and starts dragging him along the beach like a toy. Suddenly, Tentaglia swoops in and kill-steals Rain's experience points. Uh, (laughs) Big T claims the walrus that she killed, but Rain points out that he's not big enough to eat any of them, so she can have both of the walruses. Also, um, the two of them then end up, like, they, they make a, a campfire and they share a romantic beachside dinner of blubber.
5: <laughs> 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 Gross.
3: After dinner, Rain asks, not so tactfully, how big are you going to get? And Tentaglia responds with, how long are you going to live? And they both answer, uh, as much as possible. So, we learned that uh, the longer you spend time with dragons, the longer you're going to live. Which begs the question, so why do the Rainwilders, why do they live such short lives to begin with? Um, It's like they get all of the disfigurement of the dragon touch, but none of the benefits. So, talk strays to the future of dragonkind... Tentaglia talks of being Rulers of the sky, the sea And the land Not understanding the depth of her vanity Rain asks uh, So where are these lands The the dragons rule So Silly human, we rule the sky We rule the land and we rule the land uh, The sea We rule all of the land All of the sky and all of the sea So sky uh, Rain is like Time to make for Mars. Uh, <laughs> on the pirate ship, Malta has become much more independent than she was aboard of the Chalcedon ship. In contrast, Costco has become the stinking pile of dung that he always was on the inside. So the man baby thinks that uh, he's dying because he can't get stoned every time he's seasick. Death is better, he says. Malta spends a few minutes actually trying to get the save trap to go to dinner with him or with her and uh, eventually ends up leaving to go to Captain Red's table because he's not uh, accommodating for people who are late. Following Malta to the the pirates dinner table, we learn that the the pirates here are made up of the mummer troop that Kenneth saved from the fancy ship. I believe, was called the Crosspoint.
4: Crosspatch, I think.
3: Crosspatch? I don't know. I've had a lot of beers since then. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I don't know if you remember, but this was a ship that was very, very fancy and fast. It had a lot of good fighters, and they had only the best shit aboard. Um, Lots of sparklies. (laughs) Quote. End quote. Anyway, (laughs) after dinner, Captain Red tells Malta of his desire to learn who would be willing to pay the most for Costco. So Malta sees this as a chance to both use Costco as a bargaining chip for her survival and maybe to get her father back. And I also, they don't say this, but I can sort of see how maybe she could say, you know, people willing to pay for her might be her parents or, you know, somebody she knows as a way to get herself back to where she is friendly with people, um, we also learn that Captain Red, uh, although he appears to be both married and with ch- children, is very interested in Malta. And Malta tries to use that against him, uh, brings up, you know, how would you feel if someone was hitting on your daughter? Because, you know, Malta's only like 12 or 13 at this point
0: um she's like 15 or 16 (laughs) whatever we have not been through that
3: many seasons we've been through like a year and a half maybe
2: well she's 15 i mean she's 15 underage
3: she is still very young regardless uh besides how you know smart she sounds But this chapter ends with Malta holding none of the cards, but somehow, you know, negotiating a place amongst these uh, very witty and smart pirates for herself. You know, while Costco is just sort of crying in his room.
0: First of all, teenage girls are brilliant, right? Mm -hmm. I love, I was just going to say, I love that she's both like manipulating and plotting and everything, but she's also pretty candid with this guy. I don't know. I just I really I dug her vibe at the end of this chapter, the way she handled that whole scenario.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how she got so canny. Um <laughs> because she she but no, like really, like she she grew up the same sheltered princess life that like or even more so than than Althea, right? Like She just figured shit out like she knows how people think and maybe it's because she was ignored or
4: I think she probably did a lot of watching and while she didn't understand things to start with I think she sort of figured it out quickly because i mean obviously quickly that's what we're talking about but like like i think she was able to recognize those things because we saw it even when she was like at her presentation ball and arguing with rain and she was like oh my god this is the way my like dad talks to my mom and that's bad yeah i think you're right she's definitely smart she's i think
0: she was an observer i think that she was just really
4: tuned into all of that
3: i mean there's i think
4: she absorbed a lot and now she's just finding use for it because she's like gotten out of her own way yeah
3: there's Mm -hmm. there's a few things like First of all, she keeps hearkening back to her traders. Like she's been skilled in these things, even though maybe she wasn't paying attention totally because she didn't care before. But she has been taught these things before. Two is
4: that Ronica? Is that Ronica making her do the books?
3: I think so. Well, she
4: was she was getting that those lessons finally. So maybe she yeah. really did pick up on she, some of that stuff. She just didn't see it as much.
3: She talked about it a lot with like the sailing, but I feel like more of her learning probably was with this politics type thing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. second I, I think that she's probably brilliant I mean she was probably just bored and horny and hormonal she
4: also Ah. you know did get like drowned in all the elderly memories too so yeah 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 no she's got she's got got several several,
3: she's probably got several lifetimes worth of bard in her somewhere
4: (laughs) (laughs) somewhere she leveled that up a real real high but like Selden got an intelligence upgrade so i can see where malta would have gotten yeah. Touch, well, he got okay, it from too. a
2: dragon, and even before this, Malta would say things and Ronica would look at her like... No, I mean, she's yeah, definitely Malta. smart,
4: yeah. like, yeah. from the beginning. She just wasn't using it to, like, the correct way. We've, we've definitely yeah. seen her,
3: like, go toe-to-toe with Ronica and be on even ground, you know, despite being, like, 13 or 14.
1: I like to think that
4: maybe Rach radicalized her. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, like she was very smart and manipulative from the start. It's just she was using it, like for self, for selfish things. reasons. Right. reasons. It's
1: still selfish, so right? It's it just selfish, now, it's, but it's, survival, it's the
4: highest yes. form
1: of selfishness. And now she's yeah.
2: being resourceful and right. she's yeah. good at it.
1: I guess all that and and Tintaglia's like, oh, okay. I guess you, we got to go pick up a person who's worthy to be a elderling mother. Mother uh, my
3: my third point is that I think that in order to be as communicative with the dragons as she has been, she's got some skill powers, mm-hmm. which means I think that she's got you know it's like the force she's got a little bit of um, understanding with people she's talking to that maybe most people don't have.
1: Right. That well, doesn't make like... fit smart. Well, (laughs) no, but you know what? Remember when Fitz applies himself? That's true. He is good at manipulating people, and that really could be a side effect of the skill. So maybe Malta has that as well.
3: Like maybe Malta is a fart, uh, fart? No, a smart Fitz. (laughs) She's also a little bit of a fart.
4: (laughs) Can I just say, completely unrelated to everything, I like it, the ship is called the Motley
5: yeah i do, uh, I out do out to
4: too very good um
1: uh, that's st- that started my uh my brain going for
4: for, for past reasons and
1: future
2: reasons yeah we <laughs> got the cooper's house crest we got oh the yeah Mötley ship anyway all right um
1: take us to chapter 24 jenny
4: so chapter 24 is called Traitor for the Bestrip Family, and it was kind of super boring, so this is short, but not as short as oh, Illus' amazing one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Summary, but I tried. Um, so, Kefria contemplates interior design, becoming an empty nester, how much she still hates Althea's life choices, and her late-stage growth arc where she's miraculously become a competent traitor and really wishes Kyle would just be dead so she didn't have to worry about him coming back. Same. Um, Johnny drops by to take Selden off to Rainwild summer camp, and she and the best woman engage in some awkward silence until someone suggests tea and makes it a formal occasion. They spout off their ceremonial words of armor, and Selden pledges to be the best Rainwilder he can be, and also to be Kefria's interior design liaison from Treehog. Johnny recognizes Kefria's late-stage growth arc as well, and makes her an offer to become the Rainwild's representative in Bingtown. Seldon thinks this is a great plan, and also babbles on a bunch about dragons and elderling stuff. More awkward silence follows. Everyone is still confused about Seldon's late-stage elderling arc. The end. (laughs) So, (laughs) do you think?
1: Sorry, no. You go. Okay. Well, I was gonna say that. Do you think that Kefria is one of those those characters that like Hob wrote and regrets? creating I don't, I don't know if problem has any regrets because
0: this is not the first time we run into things where it's just like Meh. um i think kafria is somehow getting way more credit than she deserves and i don't understand why
1: yeah i'm like why is she so great at what, I, what I like what has shit. what have
0: we seen her do Outside of like her children have done things, but like she has personally not done anything except for like get on a boat and go there and then come back. Like she's done. I mean, she volunteered to be a spy and then was really
4: glad she didn't have to. Right. And then (laughs) this is a lot.
1: Like and also it's from her point of view. So I'm kind of like, oh, okay, you're just lying to yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So here's my thing, though. So Johnny comes to her and she's like, okay, the Brainwells, we think you're so awesome. I'm like, would you be our representative? Will pay you, and I'm like, is that not fucking unethical? Is all hell? Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> that to pay her to be their lawyer? She's not being their lawyer; she's being their like their mouthpiece and their representative. But they're like, oh yeah, I will we'll not... pay you for it. I'm like, that
1: doesn't seem. Well, I think also what they're what they You're were talking around. I think what they were talking around was this idea that like. Rain isn't going to find Malta. Or, like, I don't think any of them think that that's going to happen. Right. And so they have this agreement to, like, merge the family fortunes. And I think if I were Johnny, I'd be like, look, 5 ain't coming back. So what can I get out of this family? (laughs) Because I have literally given them a lot and I have not been paid back.
0: Yeah, but so... I mean, and then somehow Kefria being the mouthpiece is uh, is the collateral for all of that? That doesn't <laughs> well, seem...
1: Well, I... I would pick Kefria over Ronica because Kefria will do what she's told. Yeah.
3: Ronica, will she? Well, do? Yeah, exactly. So about Devad. So, no. Other than... So their link with these traitor families is the Vestrids. And Ronica is mm-hmm. the stronger person, Right. Kefri is actually the traitor. She actually has the vote. And she is, admittedly, the weaker she's link. She's
0: malleable, yeah.
3: She's malleable. Um, she's already agreed to do similar things to them. Uh, and in their society, uh, a traitor is... that. I mean, that has power, regardless of whatever the new world order is where everybody is equal they're used to having the trader the traders make the decisions and so if you've got an old world trader that is under your thumb and doesn't look like a fucking lizard <laughs> i mean that's that's a certain amount of power right
4: Totally well, agree with all of that. Speaking people, like, though, mm-hmm. I, they also have Selden, which is
0: well. And so, going if we're talking about like valuable. what Johnny has put out there and how she's not getting anything in return, to me, her taking Selden is like the repayment yeah. because now she's well, got yeah, because now she's already
1: like under, I'm going to marry oh, him yeah. off to like, my, she's my other daughter, not hundred
0: percent. So, but like, and I totally agree. Like having Kefria be their mouthpiece, like, totally makes sense. It's just the fact that then they're in like, and we'll pay you for it.
1: Well, they'll give her furniture for her house because she represents them and she can't live in squalor. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. It's sheisty. You know, you know. Oh, look, I'm just saying Johnny is sheisty.
1: Well, she's... I think she's really smart. Oh, yeah. Because, sheisty
0: people can be highly intelligent.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, she knows exactly what she needs. And she's even she's even, like, canny enough to be like, oh, I feel bad for you because, like... The economy's bad right now, but you're, like, your economy's worse than mine. Like, I still have, like, a bed to sleep in, and you got, fuck all. You're feeding me, like, weed
5: tea. <laughs> I love
0: it when she was like, ooh, this is so delicious. And I'm like, bitch, it's not. It's just, it tastes like fucking dirt, okay?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look from her perspective. She's got nothing but the wealth that they have already unearthed. In Bing Town, Town, yeah, and the only wealth correct. that they have that's connected to them is the traitor name. Yes, so she's trying to take advantage of what she has. She's got
1: right because she was going to get grandkids out of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, and with Salvador, so she wants now that she... now. She can, oh. although you know, Johnny. Is not on the Tintaglia bandwagon. No, so.
0: yeah. I feel like West that's part kind of, of that's a yeah. risk. Yeah, I'm interested to see how all that pans out. We but we don't have we a should've. lot of chapters left, so maybe it'll be in the other books with the dragons. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Is Tintaglia going to get murdered? <laughs> 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 oh, God. Uh, Um, wouldn't that be nice
1: (laughs) is there anything else that we want to talk about that happened in this section
0: did we forget something I can't tell if that's one of those cryptic like nudge nudges or if that's like legitimately you asking if we forgot something it's both Oh, (laughs) oh god I don't know there was so much and that one chapter was just so long what about your chapter though Ashley I mean, I did glaze over some what, things because I was just kind of like, oh, in your... "I
3: gotta get through." Which one's Ashley's? Oh, that's a couple chapters ago. Let me go. Let me go.
4: It's the the one where uh,
1: they're all stuck underneath, and they remember
4: Amber, the trap door. Amber's talking to Paragon.
0: Amber isn't done yet. Do I need to expand on that? Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. Do you? Can't handle this shit. I don't know. What do you want me to say, Rachel? No, tell <laughs> me what you want me to say. I definitely glazed over a lot of stuff because I just didn't want to have. It was like a short chapter, but somehow there was a lot to cover. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. All
1: right, it's fine. You know like,
0: say one word clue.
1: Hands.
0: Hands. She Hands. did put her fucking gloves back on. I did notice that. Spit in her gloves. I don't know hands talking hands melted hands i don't know there's hands okay well you know you tried (laughs) i've also had three quarters of a bottle of wine so now's not the best time to be asking me questions happy monday
2: it is the best oh is it
3: monday Monday? i don't even even know what day of the week it is
0: it's one day i haven't had alcohol in a whole entire week it's is monday in this podcast yeah well hands. What is it? Oh my god, this is gonna drive me crazy. Well you just say it? No. Give us...
3: No. Hey, 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 give us a clue. I don't, I don't know what we're looking for here. And at all. Eli, Amber's you
4: know what we're talking about. I'm sure Amber's I do, hands.
3: but I did the audiobook, and this is one of the only times I haven't done it all right.
0: twice. Alright. Alright. So so Amber was crying. She uses her hands to talk to the dragon. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not... It's when it, she it's, it's all the time when she's on deck with her hands on the railing, when she's trapped underneath the deck with her hands on.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, like she talks with board. her hands. We've known that for a while. What do you, it's, I mean.
1: Okay. It's, you know what? You're going to get it.
0: You're going to get it. Again. I talk with
2: my hands too. It's my Italian heritage. Yeah. That's
0: why I don't have any glasses. Cause I knock them all over.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's normal.
0: More to talk about. All
4: this
3: right, well. section. you're being too esoteric. <laughs> right. I think that you know.
0: You... <sighs> I thought that was a good hint, Rachel. Just we can cut it out for what the listeners here. What do no? You, just, like, <laughs> no, what we really can't cannot. tell you.
4: No. <laughs> okay. You have to. You
1: have to get there. On it's a the, journey. On it. Yeah. It's a and journey I have people that all of in us have journey. taken. it's a journey that all of us have taken all right so our outro is coming up anything else before i move there because it's gonna be depressing
5: Uh, are we
1: doing Uh,
4: the every episode prompts or are we skipping those
1: oh right yeah those i I scrolled Mm. down two more sorry i'm also (laughs) drinking (laughs) every episode prompts this be my crew character introductions and exits greater and Uh, lesser greater and
4: lesser yes hell yeah I like them. Uh goodbye to the uh walrus sis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> And also probably a lot of feeling in rain's lower half. Yeah. has <laughs> <laughs> been
4: Are they going to be all tough
1: kids <puckets> now? <laughs>
3: you should have worn more leather.
2: No hot I dog, Keith. I just feel, Keith. you know,
1: it's like he's got he's got bruises around his ribs now forever. All right, um, what a tangle! What are the serpents doing? No X marks the spot. Where the heck are we?
0: In the water. Well,
2: we're
4: just a lot of well, in the middle of the
2: ocean. We're in
3: the pirate Isles.
2: Yeah, the pirate yeah. zone.
3: Pirate and yep. sector. And
2: they cut your bodice laces
1: and and Jamelia bound. Ew.
4: Ugh. Or Divy Town bound. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bermuda Triangle of of
2: the <laughs> oh my god throw that in there Hob <laughs> it Bermuda Triangle I just...
1: think she already did isn't it Others Island
2: I didn't see any aliens it's not the no, Bermuda Triangle but there's like triangle. weird shit
1: first off you haven't seen any aliens what is the what does the baby look like uh, what about the blue kittens that touche. have three eyes mm, yeah I
4: think it's a great ending for eyes? this book like they all just go into the triangle and disappear. <laughs>
1: Everyone go- ends up on the
3: other's beach.
1: Ooh. What a tangle. What are the serpents doing? Arguing.
3: Not eating the they're ships.
0: Standing up for themselves a little bit. Not being sheeple. Good for them. A growing Yeah,
3: They're being less invertebrates.
0: <sighs> they're also kind of starving and maybe freezing to death. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing too well, It's <laughs> fine.
1: Yeah, they need to get going. Yeah. The ships talk. What did we learn about live ships in this section? That they can be made from multiple wizard wood husks.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Not
1: recommended. But no. it's not recommended.
3: <laughs> they don't give a shit about each other. No. <laughs> not no, in the same no. way they that can, the. It, they
0: love their humans deeply, though, which is kind of. Like... That's
1: true. You're right. There is like a tangle, like solidarity, where it's like a serpent meets a serpent. It's like, oh yeah, heck, I don't know you, but let's.
3: But the ship, do the this. ship can't. Make a new dragon, so why give a fuck about it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, are you taking my person? Do you does my person like you more than they like
0: me? It's still uh, yeah to my own ends. Yeah, but still, like the dragons that are trapped in the ships,
3: they're so jealous, like kitty cats. Yeah,
0: and they have such an agenda, (laughs) and it's like, to what end? You're fucking dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna have a whole plan for when I'm a ghost.
3: I'm just chilling.
0: I just have... I don't know what that plan is yet, so I, I don't know I if I just chill.
1: Hey, so <laughs> far, Lesser and Greater are real chill.
0: They seem, like,
3: Infinitely caddies, more chill.
0: But they're still, like, not horrible.
1: They're yeah. like, hey, let's not do this.
0: They're like, we're just gonna fuck with you, you little bug. Like, just think. It's i Carter. I thought that we're it was interesting that
3: Paragon could speak to the serpent, so, like... He's sort of in communion with the lesser and the greater, but not, or lesser or the greater, but he's not, uh, you know, they're not, they haven't taken over him and they're not trying to, you know, submit him to their will.
1: Right. And Amber made
0: them agree that
1: they wouldn't do that.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, Rachel kind of just treated me a little bit like the greater and the lesser treated Amber. I'd just like to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, think harder.
1: There is a trap door in your mind, Ashley. <laughs> is Rachel
0: the greater? The wine the has blockaded the trap door. I cannot find it.
1: <laughs> he forgot it existed.
0: <laughs>
1: oh is this the patriarchy misogyny capitalism slavery and fashions from Jamalia well can it and Captain Red uh...
5: so
4: if you give a dog an
0: egg wait what <laughs> just what happened what was that a ghost <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about Malta's outfit it sounded circus like she's <laughs> like I have on a red skirt a yellow skirt and a blue skirt
1: and striped and like, red and white
0: stockings. striped stockings and a capilla and she had on like a vest that was also either red blue or yellow she's dressed like a like a Plus circus her, performer her turban
4: to hide her scar
3: yeah
0: but i or thought she didn't she didn't cosplay yeah she didn't hide it yeah she still wore a head wrap i think just yeah it just didn't scar. block it.
4: it it just framed it in a
1: really nice yeah. way with like yeah. a feather like a jewel made
0: it look a little more petite
1: are we done playing with our phone?
0: Yeah. That, that was at UEI.
1: Okay. We know it was UEI. Oh, no.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um, reminder our next reading section is Ship of Destiny, chapters 25 through 29. And this section is a doozy. Your content warnings are <laughs> chapter 26 for rape of a point of view character by a point of view character. Ooh. Chapter 28 is threat of rape, sexual coercion. Chapter 29 is contemplation of rape of a point of view character by a point of view character. Confrontation of a rapist by their victim. Denial of rape victim's claim by a group. Or doubt of the victim's sanity. And a lot of angry confrontations and discussions of said rape. Oh, Jesus.
0: What the fuck? It's a very rough section.
1: It's a rough section. Yeah, it's it's really upsetting, and honestly, like, if people, like, my recommendation is if any of, like, w- any of these content warnings just squiffed you out, skip it. Yeah. Just, just skip it.
0: So, here's my question for you guys. Is Rape used in any of the other series from her? Like, is it is it used in any of the other trilogies or the quadruple or whatever the it, fuck you would call that? Yeah. So,
5: it.
1: Does pop up in the last trilogy, um, and it is indirectly referred to in the Tawny Man okay. series.
4: Well, this particular rape, hmm. right? That's what we're talking about, or no, just no, in general, just as a but...
0: like tool of her fiction. Like, does she yeah. use mm-hmm. rape again? So, you know, how
1: it's... like in the first trilogy it was like that, you know, Starling was a victim, right? Yeah. And but it was like off screen and yes. it like didn't really that's kind of like what happens in the other trilogies okay. where like there will be characters that have had you know that have been assaulted or had um some pretty like upsetting things happen to them but it's not you don't have to live through it and this one you live through it from both
3: point of view so it sounds like Ew. this is oh the my worst
0: god, that's fucking disgusting it's not oh god what was she thinking
1: i really don't know <laughs>
0: Do There's people ask for dis- this in panels? Because, girl, if I'm at a fucking panel with this woman, I am bringing <laughs> it the fuck up. Like,
5: what the
3: hell? Well, make sure you you are in the next panel we go to.
4: It's like, we, we like these books for what we take from them, not necessarily right. what she For intended. sure.
0: It's like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I think about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I will. And also, I'm going to send out kind of like a like a no no list like if there's anything anybody doesn't want to cover or talk about um I'm fine with skipping that yeah. otherwise I'm ready to rage
4: mm-hmm.
1: so you just have a live version
4: of our text conversation
1: basically I just have a lot I have a lot to say <laughs> so we
3: we I feel like we will be much better prepared for a panel with her after this podcast <laughs>
0: Good luck, Robin. Jesus, <laughs> don't want us in a room.
4: <laughs> because the last time we were there, we were just like we hate Molly. And
3: yeah, we were just like observing.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, because we were in costumes, so we were already a threat. We were already.
0: <laughs> <late>. <laughs> she just started sweating. She's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> we also got there late.
1: Yeah, we got there late. <laughs> we like we were we were, we were all, all like costumes. three
3: years from the last trilogy, and like you know probably ages from the first trilogy and i had never even read this trilogy
4: yeah well, we had already started yeah we had started we had, but we were on yeah. like
1: royal assassin yeah
4: yeah
3: yeah we were in like royal assassin or something
4: the good old days <laughs> <laughs> When people just died and got back, brought back to I life inside wolves. Eyes.
1: Right? Oh, I miss Night Eyes
4: so much. <laughs> I know, I'm, it's, I'm reading ahead. So night I'm, Eyes so.
0: would tear out the throat <laughs> of a rapist. Bring him back! Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to go to the Realm of the Elderlings theme park with you guys. Um, yeah. It'll be great. And, lazy River uh, forever. I love Lazy Rivers. I can't wait to get get my my golden body.
4: (sighs) Do you come out with like silver hands?
3: Yeah.
4: Why not?
0: (laughs) It's just like an airbrushing booth where you get body paint and it makes you look like you put your hands in a skill (laughs) river.
3: Stretch (laughs) me to seven feet, please.
1: We can do like elderly makeup on all the little racks.
2: Just like little... Yeah, make them look like lizards. I would wait in line for the rack. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, you guys, it's going to be so good. All right, you can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram.
2: I'm Alyssa. I'm always at
4: AlyssaMaynard.com. I'm Jenny. You can find me at Facespray on Instagram.
3: I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram.
0: And I'm Ashley. You can find me on Instagram at ladybirdparker.
1: introduction to the spoilers section to clarify that we're about to have a conversation in the spoilers that gets our personal feelings uh, about queer rep in the realm of the elderlings and how Hobbes' ambiguity on that subject makes us feel in a time where, as of recording, major successful authors like J.K. Rowling are making public statements against trans people. So we have the utmost respect and admiration for these books. We're just some friends having a conversation we thought our listeners would find engaging. We wouldn't do this pot if we were not huge fans. Our commentary is made with that love of the subject and appreciation for the author in mind. Also, a wonderful addendum to this conversation is that Robin Hobb went on in the days after we recorded to publicly state that Fitch Chivalry is, quote, brown and always has been, which is a wonderful clarification that we absolutely love to see.
4: So I've been talking to my my friend Hanna, who did yes, uh, I remember the, Hannah. from the there the fits in the full yeah, podcast, the, the, the podcast the way back cast. when. <laughs> yes, yes, when we had to record it twice because <laughs> life is <laughs> who, pain. Was, whose audio was messed up? I forget. Life is pain. Um, and so I was telling her all about Ashley trying to <laughs> figure out what we're talking about and our giggling, and I had her listen to the the section where we're talking and then Elena is just like, what about drag? <laughs> and she lost it as well. And she's now very invested in whether or not she figures it out. She's going <laughs> so to. to, she's going to figure it. it out. When, she has to. When... no,
3: it's, I mean, it's so obvious at some, well, I can't at, say when, in the future.
4: she has to figure it out when Russian's like, what are you carving there? And she's like charging bucks. <laughs>
1: Charging box all over your boat. No, no big deal.
4: I mean, I... And his axe. And his warrior's tail. I figure <laughs> the the golden the fool,
3: love. like, Jack talking... Oh, well, that's L- Explicit. That is explicitly that's like obvious. That's books away now.
4: <laughs>
2: Fool's errand when he rides up on the horse named Malta. <laughs> I
4: know. Surely
2: that. No, it's
3: got, no, in the next trilogy, if it's not, I mean, that has to, that's the dead if we have to wait dead till dead Golden
4: Fool for her to get it, when Jack shows up, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be Because like, I was trying to remember where that was and I like. Search Jack in Fool's Errand, and no, I was like, "Oh no, it pool. isn't Golden Fool!" Crap. Golden
1: when <laughs> then I went and read when that. that that's what, and that's also when the fool finds out that the flowers that he's been getting aren't from Fitz. Mm. Oh,
4: I didn't read that part. Oh, I just was. Heart. I stopped when I got to uh, Fitz talking to Lizard Boy Seldon on the stairs. Oh right, it's right after. And I got night. really confused about the Jack ages because he's like. He's like, wow, Seldon is years younger than half and dutiful, and I'm like, is but he's he? tall.
1: He's tall. He's a real tall baby. I feel
4: like they're about the same. He's age. a very
1: tall baby. He's got a baby head on a tall body. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Natalia. No, yeah, Jack is like that's. Oh my god, that that whole scene is so devastating because it's like you're at once like, yes, someone tell him, someone tell Fitz what's happening, tell him how he feels. He's so offended, and I'm like, and then fuck he gets you, real offended, just... and then the, and then the whole time the fool's like, you haven't been giving me these flowers. <laughs> oh god, I'm in pain. Oh, he's like, of course I need you to read that part. He's like, I'm a
4: fucking idiot. <laughs> Just He gets so mad at the fool's other identities.
1: Yeah, like, what do you
4: mean? People know he's you? Just like, people know parts of you that I don't know? He's just like, oh, he's using a different voice for this Amber person. I don't know the fool at all. Let me just shut him out Oh completely. my god, I can't believe that you have your friends with other people besides me. <laughs> I was, I like, I read that part and then I went back to Fool's Errand where they're like living their happy little domestic life in his cabin for like three days <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I hate Louncing myself, but fire. if you don't
3: love me better than everyone else, I'm just going to kill myself. <laughs>
4: it's <laughs> true. It's like, okay. I got to the part where he asked his name and he said, beloved, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yep. or, and then
1: when he goes and has sex with that hedge witch and it's described oh, god, as workmanlike.
3: Oh, I have gotten yeah, it yet, but I uh, have
4: I looked up, I searched her name and I was That's, like, wow, she really that a lot. <laughs> and it's, Eli, those noises are exactly
2: what was going on in my head. Uh.
5: But,
1: like,
2: literally, like, every sex scene
1: with a woman, even the ones with Molly, are, like, okay. Ew. This is it. This is, this is, all right. And then, and then, like, he shares souls with the fool, and it's, like, incandescent,
4: like. Well, I mean, even just, like, when they, when the fool rides up on Malta and he recognizes him. And they, it's like this hug that they have is just like the most epic. I mean like he's like falling off his horse into Fitz's yeah. arms and they're just clutching at each other and like all choked up and crying and I'm like Fitz, you don't respond that way to anyone nope. else. Nope. And even like again when they get into the cabin or with Didas and they're like we are complete yep. now. We are one being. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate this. It's. God mm. damn it. <sighs> Whose fault is that? Is that. Realize your fault? fluid sexuality. I just, and it,
2: just, you like,
1: know. who do I blame for that?
2: <laughs> I could think of
4: someone. Robin Hobb? Yeah, that's on. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that. I know you were alluding to that conversation, <laughs> that is the conversation I would like yeah. to have. Yeah. Immediately followed by the why is this rape thing
1: what's with all the rape what are you trying to tell us what's going on i i just like what how do you think she would react if someone like
3: i don't know if i want to ask
1: i don't know if i want to ask because it's like inherently confrontational in front of people and like yeah that's why i like have said this before but I just want to, like, have, like, a conversation with her off the record.
4: I just want to, like, go have a coffee with her and be like, please explain your thought process for all of these things that I have questions over.
1: And I won't tell Uh. anyone. Just tell me the truth.
2: (laughs)
4: Have an off-the-record
2: podcast. completely
1: off-the-record conversation. Yes.
2: I keep um, yelling at Boss Cone. The world's oldest sci fi convention um, to have her as a guest, but she must be declining because they do cafe clutches like, by the handful with all these authors. Well, she doesn't. Kill.
1: So she's stopped doing a lot of cons now because of her arthritis. She was mm-hmm. talking about it on her blog last year because New York Comic Con was like miserable for her. Um,
2: yeah, I can. It's miserable for me. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> like i just don't think that she gets i don't think that she gets like the kind of she doesn't have the kind of conversations with her fans that i've seen like maybe other younger authors or you know people who are like more more invested in like the cultivation of like an online fandom like i think like she knows her fandom is online but she certainly like isn't
4: She's not really willing to have that dialogue with people
1: Yeah, and I know that she has her little Instagram where she posts a lot of flowers and stuff,
2: but <laughs> Trouble on the farm. Yes.
1: Which is a little like it's 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 like I, w- I wish that she almost didn't do that at all. I wish that she was like a complete recluse like CJ Cherry. Like I wish that it was just like, I know how to use Facebook once in a while to tell you that I remodeled my house, but that's it. Like I don't because this whole like, oh I'm accessible because I'm I have this Instagram that I don't actually run myself kind of thing is a little hard to deal with, especially, like, now when you are... Yeah. I don't know. Can I just have this conversation? Is this is this the time? Yes. yes. I'm yes. kind of mad. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think in the wake of the J.K. Rowling bullshit, as a successful author who has, a, you know, pansexual bisexual heroes over a 16 book arc to be silent right now
2: is a little irresponsible right like Tamara pierce is shouting like if you look at that and then look at what hop is doing it's like an inexcusable yeah
1: i don't know i just i wish that she would i wish that she would reach out her hands to the fandom that like love her that love the stories that she tells instead of just
4: like, this, is sort of my, like, issue with the whole thing is just, like, I don't, I don't know that she, like, knows what she created in The Fool. Like, I don't know how cognizant she is of, like, what that character means to people.
1: I mean, maybe she doesn't, but it seems to me that she did, did she definitely deliberately made them have a child together. So, I don't know how,
3: like, it's that's a, how... It's a lot to create on accident.
1: Yeah. I know, but, like, beca- just because it's so, and like... And they die together, and they, like, I mean...
4: it's. I think it's because, he, like, Fitz is so, like, unwilling to do But that's anything. also, like, his
1: journey, right? Like, that's his, like, locked-up toxic masculinity, like, gay panic It is, journey. but he
4: never quite... But he never gets there. Like, it doesn't... I mean, I know they end up in a, you know, Stone Wolf together, but that's not really any sort of admission of, like... You know, romantic feelings, and I don't feel like he ever gets to that, and so I just don't know what her intentions were, even though like all signs do point to those things, but like because she never actually confirms it, right? And I think also I think some of that is because
1: there were there like the terminology to explain fits didn't really exist when she started it. Like maybe it existed for this final trilogy, but I don't know how in tune she is with all of that, but like. Like, mm-hmm. Fitz is, like, he's a classic demisexual. Like, he only connects romantically with people that he loves and cares about, right? Like, he, that, and those, when he has sex with characters that he doesn't, it's miserable, right? Hence the Hedge Witch. Hence Starling, mm-hmm. right? Like, hence always going back to Molly and being obsessed with Molly and that, like, instance of Molly where he fell in love with her and never anything else. And, Mhm. And he, and the fool is the same way, except that, you know gay panic. So, I I feel like she knows what she was writing, but I don't. We've talked about this in, in spoilers before, Alyssa and I have. But like, mm-hmm. is it not explicit because she couldn't make it explicit because of the you know this these were these books were started in the mid nineties, or did she want it to be kind of like sneaky so that. The same like population that's reading say Game of Thrones would then move over to Robin Hobb and then get ten books in and realize that they have been exposed to new ideas and new ways of thinking I don't know like I would
4: like I think that's why I wish she would like talk about it more because she never really talks like even even at the panel we went to when she was like people asked about like you know the gender fluid thing, Mm and she kind of didn't really... She's cagey. Yeah, and it bugs me. I don't know if she
1: thinks that any definitive statement would make her books less sellable, or if she really is that apolitical.
4: That's why I want the coffee chat.
3: Yeah, (laughs) It's intentional, but... You know, I mean, she was writing a lot of this from her little... Alaskan, you know, private zone. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was, you know, intentional, but, you know, intentionally private. Like, she, it was just, it was a, you know, a, a statement, but it's out there under her, her fake author name. Yeah. And it's just meant to be that. You know, it's a statement. But I it, mean, I,
1: I can understand that point of view of, like, Even at the end, at the end, you know, Fitz chooses to be private about those things. It's kind of comical because it's like he's not even admitting things to himself. But I think it's also just because, like, we are in his brain as the reader and therefore it's none of our business either. Like, I kind of see what, like, I could, I think I could try to, like, make that work, that interpretation work in my mind.
4: It's just, like, you know how, like, it's more of, like, a, a showrunner thing when, you know, c- people ship characters together and they're like, no, they're platonic soulmates. And you're like, but Are they really? It's kind of, I feel like It would that. be
1: one thing, but, like, for The Fool, it was not platonic. And, I, and know. I think arguably for Fitz it wasn't either because no one, no one understood him. He didn't share himself that way with anyone but The Fool. I mean, like, Molly, you know, he couldn't even admit that Molly was pregnant, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: god
3: so uh,
1: that's he couldn't worst. even believe his own wife that she was pregnant he just
4: i mean she was pregnant for two years so i mean I, I I know, you know what you live in a magic own...
1: world with dragons and like you talk to wolves and
4: well he also doesn't listen to anything and the
1: fool, the fool has told you sometimes. the fool has told you like literally word for word what happened to his family and it's literally what's happening to your current family but whatever
4: this is very dense <laughs> in that trilogy. <laughs> yeah. I don't I know. Really that trilogy.
1: It. I don't like, I don't mean to be like accusatory or challenging to Hobb because I, I certainly don't think that any author owes their readership anything, but the product that they created and put out there for us to consume and like do with as we will. Like I, maybe she believes very strongly in that divide. Um, because she doesn't want to control how people interpret something that's clearly very important to them. But I also believe in the power of these myth makers and look to them for escapism, like Ashley said earlier, and, but also moral and ethical guidance sometimes. Right. And that's the power of genre fiction as well, is that we can work through a lot of crazy stuff um, in, in a safe way That affects us in our everyday lives. And I just... I, you know, would love to see her take ownership of that. Will she ever do that? No, I don't think so.
4: (laughs) You're right. Especially right now, it would be nice.
1: Yeah. But I, personally, as a fan in this fandom, which is growing, but not enormous, right? I would like to stake a claim to that and say like we are a fandom that is queer friendly right we interpret many of our mm-hmm. main characters as people of color you know the, the official art in the illustrated books is beautiful but i would say that mo-
4: like this is what makes me crazy as like an artist because i feel like i'm just interpreting it incorrectly because i'm trying to like look at it and cause even I was, like, scrolling through, like, the live ship tag on Tumblr and, like, you know, everyone's drawing every single character as a person of color, which is fine. But, like, I feel like, like, I try, like, really hard to, like, look at the descriptions and, like, figure it out because it's not always totally clear. And then I just feel like I'm, like, doing the wrong thing.
1: No, I think that she has definitely used whiteness as a default and the fandom has course corrected that yeah,
3: yeah no it's it's, <laughs> it's very confusing both because people are are described as dark but then right the dark and people referring are, to like dark hair yeah their hair is described as fine which is different right Mm-hmm. So,
4: i mean i think even like you know like all the live ship characters it's like you know kyle is described as pale skin from Chelsea with his blonde hair yeah yeah and then Wintro is described as having his like skin color and then althea is described as being like winchro but female so like i feel all those characters are white
1: or well they're, and well, then, they're yeah or at least the kids are like mixed somehow mixed or yeah. something honestly i think that the farther north you go like the like the the darker people's complexions are
3: Except the mountain people are all blonde hair, blue eyes. But
1: that's not north, <laughs> that's
3: east. It's west. east, it's northeast.
1: West. Yeah. But like, Jamalia, everyone's white and blonde, and and Chelsea is like that too. But then, like, the out-islanders are clearly, like, some kind of, like... I don't know. Like, I think that they're... She's, she lived in Alaska. I think they're based on, like, native peoples. Like, it, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's kind of what I imagine them to be.
1: Yeah. But yeah. And I not They're know. all supposed to have settled just, in. As
4: a person who draws fan art, I just feel, like, uncomfortable all the time because I feel like I'm just getting it wrong or I'm going to get it wrong I, or th- I think that that's whatever. the... I
1: think what I was trying to say, though, is that, like, there is room for everyone and... Yeah. And like those interpretations are sometimes maybe muddled enough to make room for everyone. And those interpretations yeah. are like valid. And I don't know. I think I just, I, it would be nice if there, because fantasy is always very invested in the gender binary if you think about like wheel of time right it's like there's male magic and female magic and or if you go to the kind of hyper gritty masculinity of like game of thrones i feel like the realm of the elderlings deals with characters that are a lot less yeah you know like they're a lot less invested in the like modern like, ideas of, like, toxic masculinity. Like, they exhibit all of those things. But, you know, we have a gender-fluid character. And we have, you know, queer characters. And people who don't know what they are. And that's okay.
3: And people like Jack who are not, you know, they're not...
2: Who should be queer characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that's true about Jack. But at least Jack is, like, non-conforming and, like...
3: Exactly gender roles.
1: I don't know. I just, that's what appeals to me about the story. You know, like, I could give a shit with, I don't give a shit about the dragons. I don't care if they succeed.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like the dragons. Whatever. I
4: like the dragons. I just, you know.
3: I I get your point, but I also like the dragons.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think... Like I think they're interesting as far as like you know, from from a dragon writing perspective, they're different than, you know, other dragons I've read. Sure. So like from that perspective, like, okay, like they're they're valid in that regard, but I also they're annoying and I hate them. <laughs> I like them because we're
3: yeah. garbage and they're a different kind of garbage that is worse than us. Yes. And it I mean, brings balance to the force. <laughs>
2: Okay. I think we resent them because they're like us, not unlike rats. Right. Oh, okay. Rats are very like <laughs> us,
4: and we no, don't I mean, like them. And I, and I think that's why, I, like, sort of, like, I hate them, but I also waver on it because I know the reason I hate them is because they are acting like humans act. Yeah.
2: When I, push comes to shove, I come to hob to be hurt, and it's working.
3: Tataglia is uh, like a real Elon Musk, and.
2: <laughs>
5: It's
3: true. Yeah, what? Uh, uh, ice fires of Bezos, and <laughs> <laughs> oh. and that's why you hate them so much. They're us. Mm-hmm. Just they're, they're us with with just so much power.
4: Dragons are billionaires.
1: <laughs> why do we need more of them? I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the boats are cooler, just gonna be honest. <laughs>
2: the boats are cooler. The, the boats boat are so much there. cooler. Because <laughs> they're dead dragons. Well I mean
1: just, with, the, with
2: human memories. <laughs> uh,
1: not because they're dead dragons, just they're just talking ships. That's cool. Talking dragons. I mean, you know, I've seen that before.
2: Dragonheart and Ben. <laughs> Sean Connery Dragons. Sean Connery dragons.
1: Alright, uh that's it. I've uh I've exhausted myself. <laughs> it's been it for a while, I think. <laughs> I've exhausted myself. Alright, cool. We'll try oh, to glad we're I'll bad. try to edit it, this down to something manageable. <laughs> <laughs> good it was talk. good to talk to you guys though. Yeah. We like these books, remind yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: love I love them
3: so much
2: I'm happy to be discussing them with fine people I love a lot
4: of these books but there are things that frustrate
2: me yes
1: maybe not this (laughs) particular book maybe I could well
3: next next couple chapters it's
4: just it's just the next like the rest of it that I have I got issue with (laughs) I got this one signed
2: She wrote to Alyssa Best Wishes.
3: Robin's like, wickings. She,
2: yeah. but... she wrote um for a while she was doing here a journey begins yes. and then a journey ends.
4: <laughs> I got Royal Son signed.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think that like she doesn't do a lot of signing anymore. She was talking about how her, her arthritis bothers her. So
3: Mine says to number one Molly fan.
5: <laughs> it does not
2: <laughs> I, we have to tell her what to write I think next time. I don't
3: even have my book in front of me oh, okay. I don't know I what like, it says
4: fuck that's so good <laughs> <laughs> so you should put on your post-it the next time Ooh, that's my
1: name the mom, mom. Mom. <laughs> she'll Molly like, my t-shirt. oh my god you're my favorite person let me, ch-
4: let like me any change
3: my twitter right now <laughs>
4: Now she'll answer said, all your questions. You said, "As you're in, and you'll be like, want to get coffee later?'" I've got to change yeah. it. Shout a little bit about Molly.
3: It's currently a likely urchin.
4: That's your default yeah. now? You always
2: go back yeah. to that. Yeah.
3: All right, I have to. I'm hitting
5: stop.
2: Okay, me too. Stop. Stop. It.